I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. I know that there's usually a week or two in between podcasts, but uh, this time the reason I took a break was simply because I was tired. I have been working incredibly hard at work. We've been doing lots of renovations uh, for the past month and a half. It's summer here. I want to take a chance to uh, enjoy the decent weather we get in Calgary for about another four hours or so before it starts snowing again. There were also some uh, projects outside of boxing that I just wanted to get ahead of, continue working on, and I was able to do that during my time off. So that was why you didn't see me making as many Facebook or Twitter posts. But uh, it wasn't because I was having sour grapes over Arislandi Lara not getting the decision. I will get to that later. Sooner rather than later, anyway. But, uh, no, I I just felt like, okay, well, I've made my uh, post-fight report. I'm going to take a little siesta. So, uh, I'm back. I'm going to cover the news again. Why am I still talking about this? Let's move on to the... Uh, Let's talk about Arisandi Lara versus Canelo Alvarez. Now, the way I see things, a lot of people seem to agree with me and feel that even though it was a pretty uh, close fight, we still feel that Arisandi Lara won the fight. Sorry if you're a Canelo fan and saying, Oh, Andrew's just being an asshole saying that Canelo lost and Lara ran the whole fight. No, he didn't run. And even if you want to say that Arislandi Lara ran, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to let you on a little secret. You don't take away points if a guy is running. You don't. Also, if Arislandi Lara was running, how come he landed more shots than Canelo? It, it just seemed to me that... Uh, Judges may have been giving rounds to Canelo that he really didn't deserve. It was kind of like, oh, well, you missed all your shots, but hey, like, y- you threw them with great intent. I mean, okay, none of them landed, but A for effort. No, and I refuse to take anybody seriously if they say that they gave the first round to Canelo, and they say easily. I'm looking at you, Dan Rayfield. I'm sorry, I don't know what the hell you were smoking, eating, that's not a fat joke either, I mean, I can imagine that a reporter would get very hungry ringside, I don't know what the hell was going on with you, you wear glasses, so maybe you need to clean them, get a thicker lens, but you have no idea what you're talking about when you say, round one for Canelo easily, you suck at scoring rounds. You score rounds as well as you make jokes. And you suck at making jokes. I mean, it's been over three years and you're still making sore toe jokes? For the love of Christ, man, get some new material. And now I'm going to talk to the Arislandi Lara fans out there. The rabid ones. I can understand being upset that, you know, our guy didn't win. That sucks, but... Don't say robbery. It wasn't a robbery. It would be a robbery if it was all three cards were 117 to 111 
or 119 to 108 for Canelo Alvarez. That is a robbery. Levi Martinez scoring it 117 to 111. Well, that's uh. Well, let's look at the facts first. You have a judge whose last name is Martinez, who, for the record, lives in New Mexico. Are you surprised at all that he had it absurdly scored in favor of the Mexican superstar? <laughs> Come on, I'm not the only one thinking it. Stop pretending that you're not. It crossed your mind once in a while, at least. At least. I've actually, I've heard... I've heard and seen more people come out and say, no, 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 Lara won this fight, than saying Canelo won the fight. So, there, there, there's still this kind of stigma uh, for Canelo with Southpaws, because they really give him a hard time, and sometimes they don't always get the fair decision. Austin Trout and now Arislandy Lara being, you know, two of those cases. But, gonna move on. Bigger and better things ahead. And bigger and better things are what's in store for Gennady Golovkin after his third round destruction of Daniel Giel. Uh, I saw the fight a few hours ago. Golovkin kind of looked like a little micro Tyson. Not as uh, tight with the defense, but uh, still, he never looked vulnerable for a second. And Giel... To his credit, he was showing some pretty good defense for a while, but Golovkin was able to penetrate it. And you, you can tell that Giel didn't want to uh, you know, lose the way he did. He wanted to keep going, but after that final knockdown, you could tell by looking his face that he knew this was over, that he didn't have any chance, and you could sort of see his body just surrendered. It was... Uh, Great performance by Golovkin. Uh, his reputation continues to grow. The question is now, who's next for him? There is a lot of money in a Golovkin versus Miguel Cotto fight. There is a lot of money in a Golovkin versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fight. There's not a lot of money in an Andre Ward fight. There's not a lot of money in any Andre Ward fight. Sadly, there is also not a lot of interest in any Andre Ward fight. Look, uh, Golovkin and Ward have both said that they'd be interested in fighting each other, but even Golovkin's own promoter has said, look, there's not a lot of money there. He said how Carl Froch can draw 80000 to Wembley, but thing is, Andre Ward... I'm not sure if he could even draw 8,000 to Oakland these days. He hasn't fought that often since he won the Super 6 tournament. That was, uh, I believe, it'll be three years this December. And he's had only two fights since. His legal problems that he's having with his promoter, Dan Goosen, that's not helping anything, so... And it's too bad, because Ward's a talented fighter, and if Golovkin were eventually to go up to... 168 pounds. That'd be a great fight. You have it's a classic boxer versus puncher, but uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I think that the fight that makes a lot of sense would be Miguel Cotto versus Gennady Golovkin. 
Cotto's the recognized middleweight champion of the world. Golovkin's got that WBA uh, middleweight belt. <sighs> that fight would sell itself in terms of firepower. Come on. Cotto, who utterly annihilated Sergio Martinez. How would he fare against uh, Gennady Golovkin? And how would uh, Gennady Golovkin fare against uh, the uh, the Miguel Cotto we saw against uh, Martinez? Uh, Miguel Cotto that has Freddie Roach in his corner. So I think that's the fight that's most likely to uh, happen sometime in uh, 2015. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Golovkin had another fight between now and the end of the year just to kind of stay busy because he likes to do that. Sometimes he'll take this fight They'll just be like, why the hell are you doing this? Isn't this kind of beneath you? He did that with Nobuhiro Ushida, and it was just kind of like, well, what does this prove? But it's just another demonstration of his power and his ability. Helps build the legend a bit, even though it really does nothing for his overall legacy. But at the same time, if they can make any fight happen, uh, it's sure to uh, be exciting. So looking forward to that. Moving on. Well, Gennady Golovkin's on to bigger and better things. Unfortunately for Tyson Fury, he's on to more of waiting. You can't help but feel a little bit bad for the guy, whether you like him or not, but uh, he's all set for this, you know, grudge rematch with Derek Chisora. He was the first person to beat Chisora. They don't like each other. You know, they're trash-talking all the time. It's go It makes for a great fight, great build-up to the fight. And then, just before the fight is supposed to happen, uh, that was supposed to be on this past Saturday, Chisora pulls out because of a wrist injury, and frickin' Tyson Fury is showing his fury. That was a terrible pun. I apologize. But, no, he's pissed off. He's calling Jazora uh, a bum and a hack, and he's comparing him to David Hay, saying that Hay pulled out of uh, his fight, and now this has happened. So, he says, no, 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 don't worry. I'm still going to fight. I'm going to fight Alexander Ustinov from, uh, oh, wherever the hell Ustinov is from. Who cares at this point? And then, Tyson Fury! pulls out of the fight with Ustinov. He pulls out of the fight after uh, his uncle uh, falls uh, seriously ill. So, damn, the, poor Tyson Fury cannot catch a break. He's had only one fight in the uh, past year. His last fight was uh, this past February against Joey Abel, and... Yeah, no, everybody was looking forward to this rematch, then Chizora hurts his fist, and, you know, he's getting all upset at Chizora, but you kind of think about it, well, you know, either, suppose that uh, Chizora had not injured his hand, would you have uh, kept going with the fight, even if Chizora, if, if say Chizora's hand didn't get injured, but your uncle still fell ill. Would you have gone forward with the fight? I mean, you can't really... Your, your anger at Chisora is invalidated after you, uh, you know... Because he was saying, oh no, I'm still going to go ahead and fight Yusinov. I'm going to beat him. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, my uncle's sick. I've got to go. I'm not downplaying what's going on with his uncle because that's obviously a serious condition. But it's kind of like, oh... 
Well, I can't be too mad now because even if Chizora hadn't been injured, you know, this might not have happened because, you know, my poor uncle. Again, uh, I feel bad for him. According to uh, Fury's promoter, that the uh, uh, the fight with Chizora is going to be rescheduled. So, uh, hopefully nothing bad happens this time because it's a fight that people really want to see. Come on, Tyson Fury, let, let, let's have some better luck for you. I'm not saying that it's your fault, but, you know, maybe find some four-leaf clovers or something and just keep them on you at all times. Moving on. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the rematch between Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Marcos Maidana. And I know that Justin Salvato right now is pounding his head against the keyboard thinking, why, God, why? Well... There was this great exchange at the uh, at the post-fight press conference for the first fight. You remember that big controversy about Maidana's gloves and how Mayweather said the fight's not going to happen at the last minute unless you know they change the gloves, and they did. And uh, Mayweather told like uh, Maidana was asking for a rematch, and Mayweather told him, "Well, if we do fight again, don't punch me in the ball so much." And Maidana said, "Well, then next time, let me use the gloves I want." Well, Floyd Mayweather is going to have to wear a very, very, very protective cup for this fight because he has said no, Marcos Maidana will not be able to wear the gloves that he wants for their upcoming rematch this September. Oh boy, uh... I don't really understand the whole issue with this. I don't know why Floyd is making, uh all this noise and it's not like I'm uh, saying that Floyd is wrong in what he's saying but also if they're approved by the commission then what's the problem I mean you keep saying how the Nevada Commission is the best commission in the world how you always follow the rules then if the Nevada Commission says no 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 it's not against the rules for my Donna to wear these gloves then what is the problem uh, look, I I really don't want to talk about this rematch that much. Not until we get closer and closer to it. I know that it's almost August, and that will lead it into September, and then I'll have to talk about it. But can, can we uh, do we do we really have to do this? I don't want to do this. Instead, let's talk about some listener participation. Yeah, you're probably sitting there thinking what. What can I do to participate in BoxingForFree.com? Glad you asked. Boxing For Free is looking for writers. We're looking for enthusiastic people to contribute articles and posts for the website. If you're a boxing fan and you want to uh, write, you like to write, you want to talk about training routines, commentary, news, reviewing books, movies, or discussing boxing history, if you want to do that, here's what you have to do. Send an email to Justin Salvato at jsalvato at boxingforfree.com with a subject line, Writing for Boxing for Free. And in the body of the email include what sorts of articles you're interested in writing, a sample blog post or a brief article, less than 500 words. This will be your first uh, post on the site. And a description of yourself and a possible picture 
for placement in your bio which will go underneath all of your posts we are willing to take anybody we've already believe it or not we've already had uh, a new writer join the site it's very exciting her name's Judy Abate uh, she's been getting some great interviews with young up-and-coming talent it's really amazing how quickly she's been able to turn this stuff out but she does great interviews it, I'm kinda jealous to be honest but uh... <laughs> Uh, if you would like to uh, join the site and also make me jealous, please listen to the instructions. It's not that hard. And again, we're very uh, open to whoever wants to write for us, even if you don't agree with mine. Or with mine, you can see, you can tell how sleep deprived I am because now I'm beginning to sound like a German. But uh, if you don't agree with me, or if you don't agree with Justin Salvato, that's fine. We don't agree with each other all the time either. We like discussion. We like debate. And we want to hear more of that. We want to see more of that. And we would love to have it on the website. So again, write to jsalvato at boxingforfree.com. Include brief article, description of yourself, what you want to write about. We'd be more than happy to have you. Trust me, we we don't have any problem with any new writers provided of course you don't you know conflict with me I mean granted it's not my website so I can't automatically delete anybody who says I slightly disagree with Andrew Schweitzer but you know I like to dream we hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the boxing for free podcast you can find us at www.boxingforfree.com twitter.com slash boxing for free be like Eris Lara, Robert the Ghost Guerrero Adonis Stevenson and hundreds of others follow us on Twitter you won't regret it go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and facebook.com slash boxing for free page you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Zoom, Podbean and several other podcast directories if you use iTunes Please give us feedback and a rating to let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.